Have you I seen that movie, sh- Despicable Me? Crack up. <laughs> I was in that movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> beat you to it. Beat you to it. Even if you weren't. Going I wasn't to. going there, but I'm so glad that you did. <laughs> what was your What was your go to show as a kid? You're like a. Pokemon it's interesting because I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of TV growing up. Same Z's, yeah. So. I did get a little bit of the Saturday... Like, well, actually, that's not technically true. I think I wasn't really allowed to watch TV during the week. So all the yes. weekly shows, all your Simpsons at night and that kind of thing, not yeah. allowed. No, I, did... I was never allowed to watch The Simpsons, ever. Yeah, I, think we, I feel like we've talked about this now because it's sounding familiar. But I did yeah. used to have a VHS, or a, uh, sorry, a VCR, which I would use to set up timed recordings so I could record mm. all of the cartoons on cheese tv in the morning and then i'd watch those tv how good's cheese tv it was the best so i'd watch those on the weekend in like a big um binge session which i can't imagine was too much like healthier psychologically than just watching a little bit in the morning across the week but whatever no but Um, it did prepare you for the netflix era absolutely it did Yeah. yeah So, yeah, in those, there was, like, I would I'd watch Pokemon. I would watch... Um, Dragon Ball Z. Uh, I actually didn't get into Dragon Ball Z. I watched Digimon. Mm. I watched Card Captors. There was this real era of, like, those Japanese import anime. And then we did have what used to be called Galaxy that then became Foxtel. Um, and so I would watch a lot of Nickelodeon. So all the Nicktoons. Mm. I watched Rocket Power. I watched... Cat Dog, I watched Invader Zim, I watched... Cat Dog was big. Cat Dog was big. Um, yeah. What else was around that era? Angry Beavers. Um, yeah. All those It's ones. ringing a bell. I was always... I was always... Um, and it still continued, just very kind of like surface level. I was like a... I would always... I would always want to be home at four thirty for Where's Wally? Oh yeah, because um, that was that was great because you have a game in it, so it's kind mm-hmm. of interactive. Yeah, um, that's why you stuck with like... Blue's Clues like right into your teenage years because it was a little I, bit I'm of like a challenge. Still a hu- still a few huge fan of, of the Clues yeah. of the B BC um, Seventh Heaven was also great. <laughs> seventh Heaven, yeah. yeah. Okay, seventh outside of Seventh Heaven, yeah, I remember that. Outside yeah, of the very um, Christian, animated very world, wholesome. Um, I, there was a show called Alex Mack about a, a girl who turned into like a pool of silver liquid, which at the mm. time was the greatest CGI known to man. It was incredible. Um, mm. And I think which today would look perhaps less good, but it yeah. was impressive at the time. And haven't we, all, works. Haven't we yeah. all wanted to turn into a puddle and seep under a door? I know I have. I have turned into a puddle sometimes at oh. times, and um, and it's it's as good as it sounds. <laughs> I, I I remember there You're was living because the dream. I I was like repressed in terms. Of, I always felt like I was missing out. I wasn't allowed to watch TV yeah. during the week. I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons. Yeah, and I remember the cool kids in high school were like watching these movies, and they talk about like there was a movie called Kevin and Perry Go Large, which oh, is like I don't. It's, it's, ter- it. it's a terrible movie, but it's like this, these two like British, it's, I think there's a laugh track throughout this whole movie, which is crazy. That's weird. And they were just like, you know, just these like two. A like, movie with a laugh track. 
I'm remembering it like this, but I don't know. Okay. I only saw it later, but everyone in my, in my, all the cool kids were talking about Kevin and Perry go large and they were always quoting it. Uh. And I saw, I always wanted to be like, I always wanted to be, you know, to know accepted yeah. and like be cool in high school. Yeah. And I would pretend that I knew what they were talking about and I would quote it, but I'd be quoting the things that I'd heard and I hadn't actually seen it. So yeah. I'd like be re-quoting people that had watched it. And then when I finally watched it when I was 21, I was like, God, this is fucking terrible. No <laughs> wonder my parents, it wasn't because it was like rude or anything. It was just because it was absolute shit. dumb shit. <laughs> but I just so badly wanted to be part of the group. I really wanted to be cool, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I did get to ultimately watch the Simpsons, but again, when Fox eight used to do marathons on it, on a Saturday and a Sunday morning for like six hours. And yeah. and they would just play episode after episode after episode. So I caught up on The Simpsons to however recent that was, maybe like season 14 or something by then. Yeah. Um, Which is still like the 90s. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like hundreds of episodes. Yeah. Um, but I caught up with it again by binging, like just lying on the couch for four hours on a Saturday morning and just watching all of it. So again, it's like self-defeating, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's funny. The Simpsons is funny because my parents obviously just had this like very surface level idea of what The Simpsons was. They just saw like a, a clip of Bart Simpson going, eat my shorts, mom. And they were like, well, I don't want Michael um, <laughs> Saying like, taking like any <laughs> sort of inspiration from this Bart Simpson character. If he ever tells me to eat my shorts, you know, I'm going to be through the roof and then my dad who's like a christopher guest fan and like yeah um you know a conan fan was like started to realize i think later that they were involved in that um yeah you know in the simpsons and it was like oh this is actually quite clever was christopher guest involved in the simpsons no it wasn't christopher conan guest but it was, was like the um oh, it Alfred was Brooks. The, uh, no because it was uh hank azaria and um who's in spinal tap uh, like it's those, it's that crew. It's like Harry Shearer. Harry Shearer, that's of. what you're thinking of. Harry yeah. Shearer, um, and he was big fan, big like Spinal Taps, like his favorite movie, which right. is like incredible. Um, and then like only recently or only later in life started to realize that those guys were involved. He's like, oh no, I want, I want my, I want my son, my to kids to be, <laughs> you know, exposed to good comedy. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, for a time it was unquestionably like edgy and 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 clever and and everything yeah now where do you stand on family guy i assume mm. you're not a family guy fan but it's always I family guy every, every time i've seen family guy i've cracked up laughing like it's been like so consistently funny to me there was definitely in that era whenever that was like 15 years ago yeah must have been around 15 years ago i definitely would have watched a solid few seasons you know however many had been out to that point and it was fun but it was fun i guess in that way that when you're young, you're not really like overthinking it. It's just kind of like silly or crazy or unexpected. And then I yeah. think these days when you watch it, you're like, well, that's not really a punchline. That's more just like just a, a cut, random yeah. cutaway, you know, yeah. which is fine. Um, and obviously it's successful because it's still going. But yeah, I don't think I'd need to go catch up on that. No, it's not something you need to catch up on. But yeah, every time I, I mean, I saw an episode a couple of months ago, and I was like, still funny. It's still fucking hilarious. 
And, then and like it's cheap. It's cheap laughs. It's not like that's the yeah. Thing. They are it just feels doing like cutaways. empty calories. Yeah, like I don't care but... about any of those characters, and they never tried to do anything in the way of. <laughs> like actual narrative investment or emotional things <laughs> where you would get like some of the best episodes of the Simpsons, at least early on, you would like be genuinely invested in it. Like a sitcom family, you know, like watching mm. a, like an actual story play out or characters play out. Um, yeah. But Seth MacFarlane, man, like what a remarkable talent. Like he is like, a, he, what well, he started doing family guy by like, by doodling, by doing the, the 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 drawings of of the characters, and then also had a a bit of a wacky kind of edgy sense of humor, and then he's also like doing like kind of big brass band like musical yeah, music shit. shit. Like he's, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty impressed by Seth MacFarlane. Like, I, yeah, I love I think his vibe. I think he's done well for himself, and he seems fairly um, grounded for all of his successes. Yeah. You know he was on the um he was on he was meant to be on one of the planes that hit I do the twi- remember twin that. towers. Yeah. 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 Welcome to Deep Ford, everybody. Thank you for joining us in your ears this week. Um you've made your way to a podcast which just involves two people talking to each other. Um which is fairly unique in the podcast space, I'd say. <laughs> Sitting through the internet with me this week, my friend Michael. Hello. Uh, hello, I am. I am here. And I'm Nick. Hello. Hi. Hey. Mm. What a what a weekend. What a weekend. What a week. Feels like it's been maybe 17 days since we last spoke. I don't know about that for you, but that'd be my We're guess. nearing 200 episodes. You know? We are. 191. It's a lot. You know what we're also nearing, which is scaring me? Um, we are now in October... It's almost Christmas song season, and I don't know about you, but I have not put anything down. Mate, I was going to message you about this and say, are you, do we want to do Christmas songs this year? Oh, we need I to. Don't know, I know. I just don't know if I have it in me. Oh, interesting. I mean, I, I, I'll, 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 I'll rally. Yeah. But I just I don't really have an idea. Or the other night, I, I woke up with a melody in my head, Ooh. and I... I had a voice and it, a yeah. memoed it good. and lodged it because I thought, okay, that could be a good Christmas song melody, uh-huh. but I've got nothing else. I've okay. got like a, I've got like a very husky uh, <laughs> well, why voice don't you just memo upload that? of me singing into my phone <laughs> at 3am on a Tuesday night. Well, that's sultry. We haven't gone sultry yet. Um, I, I do have an idea. I even have a, a couple of lyrics, but, and, and I have like a melody, but it's all like I played on the piano a year ago into a voice memo mm. and the effort of actually starting to get this thing transcribed is very daunting. Yes. <laughs> and it's yes. October. <laughs> I'm in the same boat though. Cause last year I had, you know, I was living in a different house and it had like a lot a more rigid setup. Yeah. Um, production wise. And then this year I've got like not much. So yeah. I'm going to have to, it's going to have to be something stripped back. I mean, but this is, this is the thing, right? Like often creativity comes from limitations and, you well, know, you might find yourself with a real gem, a real gem from, from a stripped back process. Who knows? Yeah. That would have really hit home if, if you I didn't burp. Not burp through it. Yeah. As you said, gem. Yeah. I was going to edit I, that I, out, but now I have to leave it in. So thank you. I, I rewatched, um, inside by Bo Burnham for like the 20th time. And I'm like, cause I was showing Lauren, Lauren hadn't seen it. Yeah. And I was like, 
fuck, man. Like, this is a proper masterpiece. Yeah. Like, I know it's only been like a year or two, but this is a proper masterpiece. It's such a shame he didn't get the Grammy for that. Or the yeah, Emmy for that. Lu- Louis C.K. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, did you, have you watched the Inside Outtakes? No. There is no. another show, effectively, another hour and a bit that he uploaded. Yeah, I saw it come out. Yeah, I need to go mm. back and rewatch that because I did love that. It's just, it's great watching it with someone who hasn't seen it. Yeah. Um, for them to be kind of like blown away. But yeah. I, and I, was, I think I was, my I dad think... watched that and like half, he watched it in two bursts because like an intermission or something, right? And halfway through, he, he was like, no, I don't know about this. And then by the end of it, he was like, oh, yeah, no, this is great. Yeah. I mean, I had no idea who Bo Burnham was, which is so weird because. Now I've just gone on a deep dive of everything that he's ever put out, sure. which is quite a lot. Like yeah. he's a director now. And yeah. um, my favorite podcast, um, You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes, like Bo Burnham's on that three times. So yeah. I've been listening to like episodes from 2011 where he's like 22 or something. He's and he's like, he's, yeah. he is like the way he's talking about his comedy, like the, he's talking about comedy in the in the same he wants to have the same effect as like Penn and Teller like he wants to oh. wow wow audiences he does, he's not just like wanting to go up there this is what he's saying he doesn't want to just go up there and tell jokes he wants to like he wants to have an effect on them and he wants to kind of subvert their opinions about it's things and question themselves as well yeah but it's like it's a he's he, the way he talks about it I'm like you're a 22 year old guy talking about this like I cannot even I can't fathom it. Like he's, he's in my opinion, he's just an absolute genius. Like he's obviously be, he's I think a, a lot of, I think a lot of people <clears throat> age 20 have those kind of aspirations or that big talk. I think what's interesting or special about him is he's done it right. Like he's come out with something, multiple things, but now particularly with inside, which has received that recognition and it, and seems to have shaken the, the, the industry up a bit. Yes, I mean, talking about it is one thing, and yes, you can have like high ambition or aspiration for your art, but he's the way he talks about it even 10 years ago is with such a vision and yeah. such an intent yeah. that it's completely belies his years. Like, I don't even understand. It's he's like talking as if he's been in the game for you know, he's he's it's, it's like it's like listening to a 50 year old comedian, mm. uh, like a veteran comedian, talk about his art. Like, it's it's so impressive, and it makes me feel terrible about myself you know when i (laughs) but when i listen to people who are so young and they have such clear visions of what they want to do with their art yeah i do i am always envious of people who know what they want to do i do think that there are multiple ways to get at great art and one of them is the tortured genius route and one of them is the insanity mode of you know like having the 22 year old aspirations and the hyper studying and the hyper focus and the you know, that, that pathway. And then there's the Mike White route, which is like a real slacker vibe, a real, you know, laid back approach. There's a great Mike White, Mike White created the white Lotus and enlightened and and that kind of thing, um, which just won a whole bunch of um, Emmys the past two weeks ago and is coming out with another series. Um, And his style, there's a, I can't remember what it was for. Maybe it was an HBO channel thing. Maybe it was like an awards or like a writer's guild interview, but there's a YouTube video where they talk about his writing process. And he, for about four minutes explains how 
one of his key processes of writing is fucking around all day and not doing anything or going and walking around in circles in the backyard and then not putting a single word to page and and how generally his brain <laughs> doesn't sometimes he doesn't want to force it to work and so it just doesn't work and yeah. that very much resonated for me where it's like some days i am trying hard to work and not working at all <laughs> procrastinating yes. and it only seems like i can click into work mode at like nine o'clock at night where i feel like man i've wasted the whole day you've got to do something and then i can just zo- click into the zone so mm. i do feel yeah, like t- you don't have to be that that burnham genius to get to greatness necessarily it's a weird thing when create creativity is your profession um because forcing creativity is counterproductive to a point or counterintuitive but you still have to get the work done so at some point you do have to force it but then yeah maybe guys like mike white uh, have found a uh, a method of just like relaxing and allowing the creativity to flow and then just kind of catching it um, when it comes along rather than trying to, you know, force the genie in the bottle. Yeah. Like there are definitely times where I am trying to solve a problem in my head, whatever it might be, a structural thing or a character thing or a, even a functional thing in like a video game sense, like how are we going to arrange this dialogue, that kind of thing. And my process at a certain point, if I've been staring at the screen or getting distracted, my process often ends up me just lying on the ground. <laughs> like I will, I, I will start at the screen and then maybe I'll go for a little bit of a walk and I'll sit in like a distinct pace and I'll do little circles around the living room. And then ultimately yeah. if it's not working, I will lie on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what Does that, that is. Help? I think in one way, maybe because it takes away some distractions but <laughs> because you're focused on the fact that you're lying on the ground and it's weird. Well, no more. Just like you're not staring at a screen where there might be something else that you could go off and do. So if you're yeah. lying on the ground, you sort of, you have to be in your brain, which means you might end up thinking. <laughs> I, do you remember during lockdown, like walking was everything mm. and it's where I did. I kind of miss it in some ways because it, I would just it was the only thing I could do really. Yeah. And I would just go out and walk for like hours on end and it would just be just alone with my thoughts. Mm. And, you know, at the, at, at the, by the end of, you know, the, the second or third lockdown, I couldn't even listen to music because I didn't want to, I couldn't like, I couldn't you don't have want any brain distractions. distractions. Yeah. But it's so, so bizarre. We went to the park yesterday cause it was starting to get sunny here. And I hadn't been to this like a the Edinburgh Gardens here in Melbourne is like a is like a um like a hot spot for young hot people like me and my friends. <laughs> yeah, sunbaking, skinny dipping. It's sunbaking, you can drink, it's open, it's nice. And well, I hadn't been back there to the Edinburgh Gardens since um since the lockdowns. And during the lockdowns it, it was packed. Like everyone was there because that's the only place you could go outside and socialize with your friends because it was outdoors. Yeah. And I was thinking back on it and police on horses, the last time we were there, there were police on horses walk like 
trotting around, breaking up groups. Like you had to be in groups of no more than eight or no more than 10. And they would come up and break your group up. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking like, that is so fucking weird to think back on. It was a like, time. Like it is a bizarre time. Yeah. Like we just, we were just like, yeah, okay, sure. And now, now Australia has, has oh, uh, eliminated eliminated the isolation don't requirements for covid don't get and me started. so we're there now and yet a year ago we couldn't sit in the park with more than eight people so weird that is so fucked i don't understand <laughs> i really i don't understand masks okay sure it's it, whatever you know, uh, testing at the borders or like making sure that you're negative before you fly. Okay, I get it. It's in everything now. You can't keep a board. Stopping sick people with a contagious virus from wandering around and infecting other people. I do not understand why that goes. I just don't. I don't get it. Can you explain it to me? What? Why? I guess they're just giving people, they're just treating it like the flu, like... But it's not. And they know it's not. I don't understand. It's so insane. It is truly, I don't, I don't know (laughs) how this ends well. It it can't. Have they tried it anywhere else? Like, are they borrowing from somewhere else? I'm not sure. I feel like there's probably other countries out there which have eliminated it, but I don't know that. I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, it's it's bizarre, but you know it's just gonna breed more variants. It it, yeah. it it there's there's no way that that makes it better from a public health standpoint. <laughs> so the only reason to do it is political. political? But but they're not even no, in a no fucking really, pressure. There's from, no real political no. incentive for them. No, I don't get it. I don't I love it. understand. I love it, dude. I love it. <sighs> yeah, I love baffling. It. There's no sense anywhere. Um, nationally, uh, sorry, internationally either about improvement of air quality in buildings either. Like that's that's a huge takeaway, right? That the interior oxygenation and filtration processes for a lot of these um, buildings, which have always, like there've been studies talking about um, the effect of CO2 buildup in, in closed office spaces and how sleepy it makes people, how sick it can make people, how... Um, less productive it makes people um so it was already an issue but now in the context of like actual airborne viruses it is a healthcare issue of a really important level but there's no guide there's no like government programs you know funding to improve like airflow or air conditioning services in in office buildings or anything like that so i don't know are we just meant to Fucking live with it now forever. COVID. COVID. Well, isn't wasn't that the goal anyway? Well, but it's going to keep mutating. You know, it's not going to go away ever. And there is going to be one that comes up where the um, effects of it are more severe and more deadly. And how the hell are you going to put this genie back in the bottle? How the hell are you going to get people to go back into treating it seriously, wearing masks or isolating if you've taken away literally any precaution? Well, you don't, is the answer to that. So you then you're just killing that. your citizens. Yeah. I don't understand. I find it absolutely baffling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, New Zealand has removed mask mandates now, so it, it is it is completely gone over here, which has taken a little bit of adjustment, but is not such a drastic step as removing the isolation and the testing requirements. Um, yeah, are you are you traveling overseas anytime soon? I guess you're coming to Australia. Christmas, yeah. Christmas time. And in fact, I coming was coming over here for Christmas. Yeah, I was going to say. So I'm going to be in Australia from fifteenth to the first so we'll be back in christchurch from the first are you in in new zealand I'm, that late i'm not gonna no i'm not gonna go to new zealand and i'm probably not gonna go to adelaide either oh um i my parents don't my parents are living in victor harbour yes so it's a little bit out yeah. plus there's some other stuff Family dynamics that are making it a bit tricky, and um, I don't know. I'm just going to probably chill in Melbourne, I think. Mm. Yeah. I I, think but the, um, the New Zealand plan is off. Well, that was just an idea, but the flights are so expensive. They and, are fucking expensive. You know, I'm in extreme money-saving mode at the moment, so I'm just going to cut costs where I can. Why are you in extreme money-saving mode? Well, I'm going to move overseas next year. Right. And just want as much... Pretty obvious. Yeah. Pretty pretty obvious. You sort of explained it with the first sentence. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm just feeling a bit... Feeling... um, I probably shouldn't say this, but like I just feel like not... um, Like last year... I mean, my Christmas song last year was about, um, you know whether or not I can come home for Christmas. I was desperate to come home for Christmas. And this year I don't feel desperate to go back for Christmas at all. Well, there's your and, idea. Well, that's it's a, a rebuttal to your own point. statement. <laughs> that's a great point, actually. Yeah. Maybe instead so, of so, a song, you just do almost like a TED talk and you take one line at a time, you play it, and then you interrupt it and you say, okay, here's what I disagree with here. And you just... <laughs> No board out like a PowerPoint. Spoken word with a spoken bit of backing track. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing with these Christmas songs. Like we, I'm speaking for both of us, uh-huh. just based on the last three songs that we've done. We've three? done four. No, three, three. I think three each. Okay, maybe. is that we collectively are kind of like Radiohead where we are trying to always push the envelope and try to mm-hmm. redef- redefine ourselves yeah. and not be pigeonholed or typecast with every year yeah. that goes on. So We're finding new the, meanings of Christmas. The the uh the element of surprise uh-huh. is is high highly valued. Uh-huh. Uh, I think with our with our Christmas songs. Uh-huh. Um and I think people people agree. I mean on Spotify, we've 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 amassed over, I think twenty seven, twenty seven listens. Oh, uh, over overall, yeah, uh, over all six songs, yeah, which is pretty big. Three songs each. When do they pay us? Twenty seven listens. We should be getting we should be getting a check for zero point zero 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 two seven cents. Um, I think by August next year. Okay. Um, well, maybe you can come to New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, I think, I you know, know, last man. year we definitely, I, I say we, 
you went quite sincere in a delightful way. I definitely pushed out into a different area. And I don't you know do. that may- maybe that was our sort of kid A moment because I don't know whether the audience was ready for me to have sort of a moody spoken word turned house track kind of vibe <laughs> going on. Um, but maybe this time around, they'll be ready. They'll, there'll be this retroactive appreciation. I, like, I love the idea. <laughs> I love the idea that <laughs> the, the audience wasn't ready for... <laughs> The fucking shitty songs that we put out. <laughs> like, like, there's hey, three people hey. listening, and they're like, "No, this is too progressive." Hey, <laughs> hey. but in in they're a couple not of years, shitty we'll songs. We both know how many hours we put into them. No, they I are, actually think they're so underappreciated. They are like underappreciated. Our friends should be sharing these things on TikTok or whatever, uh-huh. and they're not. My, they none of my be. friends shared it on TikTok. None of them. Yeah, it's actually it's actually kind of annoying. Like people are like, oh, I liked your Christmas song. I'm like, yeah, but have you shared it on TikTok? But, but have you shared it? Have you grabbed it? Have you yet? shared it? If you liked it, you'd share it. Yeah, but this is just for ourselves. I mean, yeah, this whole podcast is just for our fucking selves. Yeah, but that know? doesn't mean that it's not underappreciated. But it is. That's what I mean. But it is. Yeah, like. We we just do we do it for ourselves, and yeah. we keep telling ourselves that we're doing it for ourselves. And one day that's it won't be we'll true anymore. Doing. It'll be an international smash hit. But we've got to keep grounded. You can't you can't let fame change you. Um, if I get famous, Nick, mm-hmm. it's hundred percent gonna change me, and you know that. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. I feel like I should be famous. I know this is a narcissistic thing to say, <laughs> but I do feel like I would be more comfortable than I am as a regular citizen if I were famous. <laughs> Why? I feel like it suits as in, me you better. feel like it would be most more socially acceptable to behave the way you want to behave. I think if that's you had part fame. of it. I think that's part of it. I think my personality. Uh, you've got a famous better contextualized with fame <laughs> um and without fame i just come off like a bit of a arrogant prick yeah I think. but if you know adele acted the way you did she would be fucking revered you know yeah yeah she should act the way i do a little bit maybe she does i don't know anything about adele is she really? still around yeah is she dead no no <laughs> yeah <laughs> She did. I'm I'm a bit drunk to be honest. I yeah, it sounded like you were at the pub. I was at the pub. I was um well I I thought we were gonna podcast earlier. Yeah. Not be, not because of anything that you we didn't make any plans, but I just Yeah, I just got it in my felt, head that yeah. I'll I'll podcast with Nick at two and then I'll go to the pub. Yeah. And then you said, Can we do later? And I was like, All right, well I'll go to the pub. Yeah. And then now I'm in a bit of a weird spot. Um but um you want me to dog sit for your sister let's let's talk about this yeah i mean i don't think there's much more to explain but yeah i don't i mean i don't necessarily have any investment in it either way but i just had a family call with the family and um george is going into state and why wouldn't george message me herself well because i had thought of you and oh so this hasn't this hasn't been approved yet no, she she'd be she'd be in. She said she's gonna message you later tonight, so you should hear from her directly. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Great. Well, should, Richmond's. Well, I shouldn't say where. Well, it doesn't matter. Richmond's a big dairy. Um, but um, yeah, I, I would love to. Love to get away from these fucking housemates that I live with. Tell you <laughs> well, that's that's exactly where my brain process went. So it was. Um, oh yeah, house uh, dog sitter has fallen through. Going into state in ten days. Need someone in Melbourne who can ideally be there for four days or so. Oh. I wonder if Michael might want to do that because it sounds like his house is shitty at the moment. Yeah. Then I flicked you the message and you came back and said, yeah, that sounds interesting. Um, yeah. So, yeah, she'll, she'll message you tonight. Um, on the house, well, given that I've got nothing else to talk about, let's talk about this housemate thing and I'll just keep my voice down if I can. But um, so we had a housemate meeting. So I live with um, three other women. Humans? Um, you can't say three them, other um, women. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough fair enough um three women uh-huh. and one of them siobhan very close with we see um so siobhan got me into the house like she when i was looking for a place to live last year um she was like you know you're neat um as in like know, tidy not like you're tidy. a cool person Yes, no. Do people? I don't think people say neat anymore as a compliment anyway. You're a neat guy. Um, you're a neat guy. Um, and so she got me in. And ever since we've kind of, so we've had this like, we're, we're friends, but we've kind of tried to be conscious of the fact that we are friends, but because there are two other people living in the house, we don't want to seem like we're kind of like ganging up or no. like yeah. siding too Civil. much. Yeah. But the annoying thing is, and I do kind of have to keep my voice down. Yeah, you can whisper bit this bit. Is that we do see, we have the same kind of ideas about like cleanliness yeah. with the house. And we, we don't feel like that is necessarily shared um, amongst the wider household. So, so um, give me well, examples here. What are we talking about? Well, one thing that really gripes me is um uh when someone uses like the 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 stove and they don't wipe it down and there's like Spackle. oil splatter everywhere mm-hmm. um i i find that despicable <laughs> if you don't wipe it down like if when i whenever i use the kitchen it's always way cleaner than when i entered the kitchen uh-huh and you leave it cleaner I, then yeah i would appreciate um, that everyone shared that mentality, but they don't. Yeah. Um, and there's other little things, just like general house pride yeah. things. Please don't I shit don't... in the living room. There's a bathroom space for that. Yes. Well, yeah, I need to stop doing that and I'm working <laughs> on it. Um, but I think there's like a, it's tough when you're living with sham. I mean, look, it's weird. Being 33 and living with other people, I think, as well. I mean, on on some level, you you feel like... It, on some level, it's acceptable. Like, if you, if like, people in New York, for example. Yeah. You know... Where it's like, so expensive. It's just, it's just a necessity. And, yeah. and I'm not saying Melbourne is on the same level as New York, but Something. there is, like, a... Yeah. It's a level... It's like a... It, the how the how like the renting is is more expensive than in Adelaide, for example. So, you are kind of forced, and it is more like normalised here that you know people in their you know mid to late thirties will be living with housemates. But 
um, you do get to a point in your 30s. And for me, I would say it was like, you know, when I turned 30, that I was like, I am not, I'm beyond living with housemates. Um, and yet you still will kind of have to, you just have to do it. And it's like, you're, it's like you're, you're, you're emotionally or, um, in terms of your life plans, you're, you'll be, you feel beyond it, but you're still kind of stuck behind it. Well, you know. also came at it again. So you were renting with people and then you yeah. moved into a house in a relationship and now yeah. you're renting again. So that also adds a different context to it. And there's a mm. certain comfort, which I can speak to now after a year of having done the same thing. There's a certain yeah. comfort of having an entire house, which is yours as a couple and where every room is yours and you can put shit in every room without worrying about like, oh, you know, Devon might be coming in to cook at oh. dinner and I can't leave my stuff on the counter because it yeah. it's a communal space like and that that whole thing where it's like the only space in this house that is mine is one room is is a totally different feel i totally get that yeah but but you also want to be more accepting and more tolerant of people's you know more tolerant of the fact that people don't necessarily share the same values as you and you it's like then you're just compromising <laughs> you're just going okay where what is my what's my threshold yeah and what is there what is the what is but the it's also a mutual respect that... thing right like if as you say you're going into the thing and every time you're using the kitchen you clean it so every time they go into the kitchen it's a clean kitchen then yeah. Any time that they walk out leaving it messy is less respect, you know. Like it's, it's not that hard to keep the maintain, like to maintain it at the level it was when you picked it up, you know. I appreciate. I appreciate. I came to the right guy, didn't I? Yeah. I need. I mean, I'm a clean freak, so. Yeah, um, yeah. Do you remember that guy that, like, didn't he sever a horse's head or something and left it in the? <laughs> no. No, he didn't sever a horse's head. He Can did you talk have about a, that now. He did have he, a sheep head. Yeah, he had a sheep head. Your ex housemate had a sheep head in the living room or something. It, it was in the fridge. Yeah, he brought home a sheep's <laughs> head and kept it in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the funniest thing ever. Yeah, I mean, also terrifying. Yeah, the um the context there was he was a rural kid, and he'd been doing some like farm work for a friend or something and they'd given him the, the sheep's head because it was a delicacy in a certain cuisine or something like that so it was only there for like a day or something and then they took it off and they cooked it but it was an Just unsettling thing to <laughs> to open the fridge and yeah. find the head yeah yeah <laughs> that's i remember you texted me that uh died in laughing. fact now that you say it, I feel like something else happened like that. When we were working in Melbourne, perhaps five years ago, I flew over for the show. There was an Airbnb that we'd rented that we were using as a shoot space as well. So we'd often pick 
like cool looking decor Airbnbs because we'd invite interview guests over to sit in the lounge room and we'd film there. Um, so it yep. was like a nice setup. And we got home to this, I want to say it was Melbourne. I'm just going to see if I can find it. We got over for this interview and opened the Airbnb fridge and then discovered, <laughs> ah, there. <laughs> I remembered the house because we filmed an avatar interview there. So <laughs> I looked for the avatar, um, dude. Wait, how does this relate to what we were talking about? That was the Airbnb that we filmed at. It was the avatar guy. Yeah. But what, weren't we talking about sheep's head? Yes. At the Airbnb where we filmed the avatar interview. Yeah. But what does that have to do with sh- your housemate? Uh we went to an Airbnb in Melbourne and we opened the fridge and there was a sheep's head. Oh, another one. Another one. Fuck, it's a thing. Yeah. It was what's the, real unsettling. What's, what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? What's the strangest thing you've ever put in your mouth? Actually, I... <laughs> I'll, Can we do I'll the first question? My earlier question. <laughs> uh, rare, in terms of rareness, I've eaten whale. Have you eaten whale, you yes, monster? I know. In Japan? No, in Norway. Oh, yes. yes. It's big there as well, isn't it? Minky, I think it was. Yeah. This was wow. a decade was disgusting? ago. It actually was. I didn't really like it. Um, yeah. And and uh, this was a decade ago, and I think today I would make a very different choice. I wouldn't eat it. Yeah. Um, but it was in Norway, and I spent a lot of time Googling. I hadn't gone out trying to find a restaurant that would serve me whale. I just went out to dinner, and I looked on the menu, and it was there. And then I spent mm-hmm. 15 minutes on their Wi-Fi trying to look up Norway's whale harvesting things and got the sense that it was the only place in the world that actually did it like a conservationist fish stock where Mm. there was only X number that could be permitted every year. Um, And I decided to get it. And the worst part of it all, well, maybe it was a good thing. um, It wasn't even that expensive. Um, The worst part of it was that I just didn't even really like the dish. Um, So it seemed like a waste. How was it served? Like, What was it with? uh, It was like a sort of semi-rare steak on um fucking like rare on, as well it's like the first time you're gonna eat whale it's gonna be like yeah you yeah have it like, it was sushi. a thick steak and it was on like a salad and it had this strange sauce on everything and i just didn't really like it and that's here it is <laughs> i mean it looks pretty palatable it there, looks palatable but... but it just it was in like cranberries it looks like to me but yeah. yeah, I just, I don't know if it's better or worse to have gone, I love it. I want to have whale every night now or for, to be like, well, I've killed a real like majestic creature. And I mean, I didn't, did. I didn't kill it myself, but you know, you harpooned it. I harpooned it and it's kind of for nothing. Cause it was shit. Yeah. I, yeah. I always think it's, weird I regret it. That it's always weird that, um, that like animals, like you have like surf and turfs, for example. Yeah. And I always think it's so strange that like 
a cow and a prawn have like never no met. idea what the other one is. They're not even They're friends. Just like, what the fuck are you? And yet <laughs> I've I've ended up on a plate with you. And yeah. more than that, I've 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 ended up in someone's colon, like being shat out into a toilet together with you. And yet I have no idea what the fuck you are. <laughs> I don't think the second part is going to be the, as big a surprise, to be honest. Yeah, sure. But like, it's it's so weird that we combine these things. Like the, I don't understand, like our, our dietary uh, habits are so arbitrary, like a lot of things are, but you know, it is, it is so weird that we decided that, you know, chickens were something that we would all eat and, and also eggs and milk. But but dogs we won't eat. But then at some point, at some point, there was like a a person who saw an octopus and was like, "I'm gonna eat that." Yeah. Like at some point, there was there was one one person that decided that he wasn't freaked off freaked out enough by the octopus, yeah. which is the freakiest the animal. freakiest animal. And it decided and they there decided must be a way I'm I can cook going this. to eat that <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to pickle it and it's going to be beautiful. Yeah. And it is beautiful. I mean, octopus is a, a delicious meat, but I cannot, I, I've, I'm not a vegetarian anymore, but octopus is the, where I draw the line. They're I can't so smart. eat octopus. Yeah. But anyone who watched the boys this season is going to be having terrible flashbacks right now about eating octopus. But um, yeah, the, there is strange as well because squid weirdly i don't care about killing as much as octopus no and i don't know why that is Squ- squids are like the dumb octopus right they're like they're like they're like they they are similar but they sort of the they're, hick they're like the 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 black the black sheep in the family <laughs> very important to say sheep very important to keep that phrasing tight Keep that close together. <laughs> very important, Michael, because you might be misconstrued if, if you don't keep that very tight together. <laughs> very tight together. So just yeah. just a performance note for next time. <laughs> um, yes. The weird thing as well is when octopus or squid is not as well cooked and it's like chewy that's when it feels much more disconcerting to me where I'm like, oh, this is like a sea creature that was like alive and, and everything like that. And something about that texture makes it more real versus mm. when it's like perfectly cooked and it's, and it's, you, you don't have to, you know, you're just enjoying it. Yeah. So there's something I think about a lot now as a, like someone who buys their own groceries now, I mean, as opposed to, you know, when your parents are buying your groceries. Yeah where um i'm thinking about like you know sometimes you get chicken at coles for example at the supermarket and it will be like bruised like the chicken itself will be like there'll be like blood vessels like near the surface and stuff right and it's like that is almost certainly because it faced like serious trauma towards the end of its death and then we're just putting that in our body and not to get like all like hippy dippy or whatever but like on some level like that stress is being ingested by you like yeah. i'm not I, I have no idea scientifically or biologically or chemically yeah, if that's having an effect but yeah, like you're eating you don't a creature want, that 
that was stressed you're on eating, death. You're eating a creature that like like suffered towards the end of its life. Like I still, I know I, I do eat meat and I harp on about this every now and then, but I, I do, I do think it is a bit strange that we just eat animals flesh. It yeah. is a bit weird. Like we, we just decide that anim, like our, our need to eat meat outweighs the consciousness or the experience of other beings. Like that's what we're that's what we're choosing. Yeah. When we decide to eat meat, we're saying the experience of a chicken uh, who f- experiences fear and you know terror is worth less than my desire to eat, um, you know, a, a chicken um, pot pie or something. I don't know yeah. why I chose that. Oh, but... that sounds good actually. Uh, <laughs> It just, it just, but I mean, it, just, the, it doesn't the, match up. The ideal, right, is that the death is actually not foreseen and is instantaneous, right? And that is, you have to imagine, that is what most abattoirs are, are aiming for, right? Like, sure. th- that is the the stated goal. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it's just, I just, I mean, think not it's to get bizarre. too graphic here, but my understanding is that chickens are beheaded, right? Yeah. So they're usually hung up on like a yeah. They have like a blade going around, and it's not even it's not even that the chain that this the the chainsaw which it is comes to them. They go to the chainsaw because they're they're hung up on these like conveyor belt. Yeah, and they just moved into the chainsaw. Yeah, which is so barbaric. Like I, I know I I know have I've said this so many times, but I I really feel that in the future, like the next, one of the next things that we're like our children or our children's children are going to be baffled by like how we did things will be factory farming of animals and the way we consume meat. Like it is, it's so bizarre and I I participate in it and I just, I just think it's so bizarre and it's so weird that we, it's so weird that I can say that it's so weird that I can, I can acknowledge the fact that I know it's weird yeah. and yet still participate in it. It's like, this is uh, not to like unfairly draw comparisons, but this, this is like how people, you know, were so extremely racist in the past or how the Nazis, you know, um, you know, killed so many, so many Jews. It's this collective mentality. It's the safety in numbers. Everyone else is doing it. So it, you know, is fine. The path of opting you know, out is so much more difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, God. <laughs> I knew that we would end up talking about Nazis when we started this episode and I just didn't know how. Um, mm-hmm. So, and it was from chicken beheading. So yep. there we go. Um, speaking of food, I, um, I have a, a little story from some takeaway I ordered the other night. Would you like to hear a couple of things because I've got I've got thoughts and I've got notes. I might even have myths. This could even be a myth. Man, man, you know this is music to my ears. Okay, so I love I love I I hope you're aggrieved. I really hope you're aggrieved. <laughs> I'm not aggrieved. I I suppose I am perplexed, and I am bemused. <laughs> oh, that's even better. That's even better. Too. <laughs> so I'm, not, I'm just disappointed and confused. Yeah, it's like it's like an, a um a supportive father of a teenager, you know, it's more like, 
That sounds I nice. just, you know, I'm disappointed. I'm not angry. I just, I need to understand why you make these choices. Um, I already relate to this so much. Yes. Yeah, so I um, ordered, there's two parts to this and each of them I think deserves some <laughs> examination. I actually, there's three parts to this story because first, first I do have a real myth. Okay. An entree, a main. I've got and an entree, a main. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Let's get the myth jingle going because this is a myth. All right. Um, so it all started when I ordered Uber Eats. I ordered uh, Uber Eats from a place called Mexico. And surprisingly <laughs> enough, they make Mexican food at Mexico. This is, of yeah. course, a Christchurch restaurant. It is not the uh-huh. country of Mexico. Um, ordered some yeah. food, got a couple of tacos, got some food delivered, had people coming around. So I was like, ah, I don't have time to go out and get it. I'll just Uber Eats. Perfect. Mm. Uh, waited 45 minutes. It's a Saturday night. You know, it's busy. You know, that's peak Uber Eats time. And then it was getting closer and getting the notifications. It's on its way. And I watched the driver come down the road and he, so our new house is on a, um, it's a unit as part of a eight unit, um, complex that has its own sort of private driveway. All, um, you know, accessible off the main street. Um, but it's just one shared driveway. Um, and so in my Uber profile, I have, you know, it's turn left just after the bus stop, second door on the right, look for the seven, unit seven, that's my house. Um, and I watched as he drove (laughs) past the shared driveway and into the next block of units around the corner. So one block over our neighbors at the back behind us. So this is a completely different address. So instead of being, um, you know, say 40, it was 42, you know, one, one house, one, one street, one uh, block over. Gotcha. Um, and he drove in there and it just happens to be another batch of units and it happens to have up to seven. And so he goes to seven on the house next to it. And I'm watching him and thinking, oh, he's, he's missed the turn. He hasn't realized. And so I look at him on this map and I'm staring at it for a second and I'm half waiting for that Uber call to come through where it's like, Hey, I can't find your house. Where, where's your thing? You know, like, and I'm ready to give directions. Nothing comes. And then it says, ding, order delivered, ready to grab oh, it. No. And I was oh, like, no. what? He's mad. And I looked out the door and he's not there. He has given it on a completely wrong address. Um, and the example I gave earlier was at of 40 and 42. It was actually much more distinct. I'm just not going to give her out my actual address. It was like uh, 70 to 80, say. So it was a completely different number. Right. And I was like, that fucker, he, he didn't, it's not here. He's got the wrong house. So you can do the thing. You can report a, a, an issue and call the driver. So I clicked on the driver thing to call him and he, it rings and it rings and it rings. And then it doesn't go through. He doesn't pick up. And I'm like, okay. So then I go through the help fucking form again. <laughs> and I get the contact, the driver thing again. And I press ring and it rings and it rings and it rings and it doesn't pick up. The fucker is like dodging my calls. 
I don't know why. He either knows he's made a mistake and he just fucking he's gave up. He's riding a moped, man. No, no, he was in a car. I, you can tell they're in a car. It tells you their number plate. And oh. so he's not picking up and he just drives away. So then I'm like, well, fucking hell. My friends are already here. We all get, pick, you know, stand up, go outside, walk around the corner, walk around the block, walk into the other flat and try and see if he's left the food anywhere. And of course... It's not there because he's knocked on someone's door, dropped a bag of food there. That person's then gone and opened it and be like, hey, yummy. fucking yummy. Tacos, bring them in, baby. <laughs> and they're nowhere to be seen. I can't reach them. Do you them. want a tacos? No. No, no. Well, let's well, take them tacos. anyway. Is your name Nick and does it have this specific address on the on the label? It's not? Well, let's take them anyway. <laughs> so it's been like literally an hour since I called. And I've paid for is the food still part and it's one? not there. This is part one. This is the entree. <laughs> wow. So then I'm like, well, fuck. I've got friends here now. I'm starving. And oh. I have to start again. I, I, Uber, if you try three times to report a problem, they, they still don't even let you speak to a customer service person. They just be like, okay, here's your money. They just give it straight back to you automatically. Yeah. Uber so, cheats. So <laughs> I just got the money back, which is all well and good, but it doesn't solve my food. But problem. you're hungry. Yeah. yeah. So that's entree. That's 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 my myth. Fucking Uber drivers who don't even pick up the call, who don't even acknowledge the fact they're not in the right freaking place. Myth. Yeah. Myth. Okay. Here we are into the post-myth world. Here's the here's the, <laughs> the two subsequent courses. So I decide for whatever reason, and I don't exactly know why, but I didn't want to order Uber again because I'm like, well, fuck this. I'm just going to go drive and pick it up. It'll be more annoying, but it'll be faster. We'll go on a little road trip. Uh, yeah, so you were salty. I was salty. <laughs> and for some reason, even though it's absolutely not their fault, I also didn't want to go back to the same restaurant. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> I think I had picked Mexico because um, they're nice food but they're on Uber Eats. And if I was going to drive somewhere, there's actually a better Mexican restaurant that I preferred. So I decided to go to the better one, which is called Chihuahua. Um, but are your friends here at this they're, point? They're, they're here. They're in the house. So, so K- Casey's hosting. Casey's not like, there. I, I need to get some tacos in my tum-tum. Yeah. Yeah. But there's two There's two other friends there. I have been there for a good half hour. And then I asked around. I said, hey, well, I'm having to place a new order. Does anyone else want food? And uh, they did. So we we put in another order. Sean and Ben, we can give them a shout out. And we're like, okay, we're going to go for a road trip. We'll go get the food. So now I'm just going to call Chihuahua and order directly from them. And this By the is- way, these restaurants, these Mexican restaurants in Christchurch, Mexico and Chihuahua. Yeah. <laughs> Chihuahua is spelt... Cheer, and then the wa is W A H W A H. So it's not exactly like the location. I love that. I it's love great. That. It's if you great. come to Christchurch next year, which you should, we'll go to Chihuahua. <laughs> it's a yeah. good restaurant. Um, so here, here's my two. Here's my my little um, subsequent courses. First thing that happens, you might remember, in a previous podcast, we talked about my American Rosso prank, where I had yep. the um, phone call that was set up so that they would perfectly talk into the voicemail message. Yes. Well, I called Chihuahua yep. and uh, there's a ring and there's a ring and then it goes Chihuahua. And I say, oh yeah, <laughs> hi, can I order a, a couple of tacos, please? Is not available to take your call. Please leave a message. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 
<laughs> I got exactly franked. In the way, the way is, is Chihuahua hello in in Mexican? No, it is not. <laughs> no, it is not. Chihuahua. So that is strange phrasing one, right? Yeah. Strange phrasing one is in, was it intentional or is it just no? This is their answering machine message. Chihuahua is not available to take your call. Like it's just a strange, strange thing to put. This is my favorite restaurant okay. in the entire world. So here's here's where things. So I'm putting this on speaker because it's become a communal activity now. So that happens, and I'm like, okay, that's very weird. And then I just hang up, and I try to call back a second time because I'm like, I don't want to leave a message. I know there are people there. They're obviously mm. just busy. So I'll try again. I call up. This time there's no Chihuahua. I get through to a person, and I say, hey, um, can I please place an order, please? I'd like to make a takeaway. Um, order and the woman says oh yeah absolutely two moments please dose two moments please <laughs> and I, I i i did like a double take because that is the <laughs> most audacious request i think i've ever heard the the idea of a we can quantify how long a moment is and you must now wait two of them but also it's just such a it's it is an absolute power move. It is the I love most. It. I love this. It is the most like alpha response to that. I love. Oh, you it. want to make an order? Okay, no worries. I don't have enough time right now. Please wait. Two moments. Two moments, please. Two moments, please. That's incredible. I love that so much. I I felt changed as a person when I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that such power existed. Amazing. Two moments. <laughs> Two moments, please. <laughs> oh, this is so good. Was that a teaser for the... Was, was that the dessert as well? No, that was the dessert. The two moments was a dessert and the chihuahua oh. was the main course. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I think there's a lot more Weighted weirdly. <laughs> there's yeah. a lot more <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, weird. All right, sure. Yeah. Um... Yeah, well, shout out to Chihuahua in Christchurch, yeah. um, sponsor of this episode. Sponsor. Yeah, I hope you title this episode Two Moments, because that's fun. Yeah. Um, and how was the food? Always great. Oh, it's so good. It's worth it. It's worth yeah. it. And it turned up. They do a loaded potato with like a dragon sauce and like melted cheese and, oh, it's so good. Yeah, Mexican's not not something I, I ever get. Interesting. But Mexican has a lot of Mexican has a lot of good veggie options, so you can be a good veggie eater and and eat plenty of things at a Mexican yeah. restaurant. I don't really ever order Uber Eats, though. I'm not a yeah. This is not interesting at all. Can't no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> if you've enjoyed this episode, um, oh well, man, that's fun. That's great. That's cool. That's awesome. Thank you so much. There's plenty more of them on our Deep Thought podcast feed. That you can find content and other stories and things of interest on our Facebook page. You can find episodes when they go live on Twitter. You can see clips on our Instagram. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on SoundCloud and you can send your questions to deepfort at gmail.com. Please do. We'd love to answer them. Just um, speaking of cooking, I've been marinating um, some char siu pork. Oh, yeah. For 24 plus hours. You a fan of the char siu? Oh, I love a char siu. 
I love a char siu, dude. Store store bought. Yeah. Uh, marinade, but that's uh, fine. That's fine. Smelling great. Just oh. just, uh, just flipped it over just then. How exciting! Yeah. This has almost become an off-menu podcast. We we could almost rip off an episode of that. Well, this is going to be my wreck because I didn't realize you listened to off-menu. Um, with James Acaster and Ed Gamble, but that was going to be my, one of my wrecks okay. uh, for the next one. I just, mm-hmm. I've just been thrashing it lately. It's become one of those episodes, uh, one of those podcasts that I don't, I listen to for the hosts rather than the guest. Yeah. And there's only like three podcasts that I, that I listen to every episode. Yeah. Because of the hosts. Yeah. And that's like Adam Buxton and Pete Holmes with "You Made It Weird." And off menu now is yeah. like one of those podcasts. They're so funny. Those I love Ed Gamble too. Also, yeah. he's kind of hot. He's yeah, he's definitely hot. The um, yeah. the both of them have been on the UK Taskmaster, and both of them were good on that show in different ways. Um, have you ever done Taskmaster? Like watched? No, any? I've never been on that show. No. Oh, yeah, okay. No, I've never. I, who's is that new though? No, it's done like. 13, 14 seasons now. Oh, no. Um, I'm not but sure. it's so the Taskmaster is in the UK, Greg Davis and um, mm. Alex Horn. And oh, I like them. They are both very good, but they Alex Horn is playing a very subservient beta cuck. Um, and Greg Davis is like the very um, instru- like strict um, Taskmaster. And uh, basically, they get five celebrities in to go off and do just really ridiculous or difficult menial tasks and it's just a showcase for all of the different brains and different thought process and problem solving processes of all of the different um guests that they get on and james acaster is incredible in his series when he does it it is uh, uh, yeah just delightful watching him try and fail at different things in different ways and ed gamble's really funny too he he's he's got a very (laughs) very different style but similarly entertaining very um, likable Ed Gamble and yeah. like J- James A. They've been they've been talking about they did the recent episode was with um, Richard E. Grant who's also pretty oh. incredible. Um, oh, I should listen to that. Yeah, he's very he's very Richard well E. Grant do. is just like one of my favorite old British white oh, guys. Man. Like he's just he's his own person in the most delightful. Oh, in this in this episode, he's like come prepared as well, and he's like, it's so good. It's it's, it's incredible. He seems like um, a genuinely like happy person as well, like well, he, um, or, or or like sincerely enthusiastic person, because um, yeah. he was in Loki, the show with Owen Wilson, and um, uh, he was dressing up as an old Loki character from the nineteen sixties in the original ridiculous superhero costume with huge horns and like flowy cape and billowy and he looked like he was having the fucking time of his life like he was a hundred percent loving every second and that's just so endearing he seems like a cool person yeah he tells a story about he got he got nominated for an oscar for a couple years back for a film he did with melissa mccarthy and he talks about like the after party like he wasn't invited to any after parties for the Oscars and he felt already like a fish out of water. And then Olivia Coleman, who ended up winning the Oscar that yeah. year for uh, the fan, the, 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 something, the fantastic, the, 
The Great? The Great. No, no, that's, no, the, that's show. the show. Oh, it's going to kill me now. I'm looking at it. Give it a goog. The favorite. He, the favorite. Um, and he said that Olivia Coleman, um, at some point during the Oscars, after she won, whispered in his ear, we're doing a lock-in somewhere, just like a couple of us British people. Because <laughs> they all felt like out of place with all these yeah. Hollywood tights. And they just like stayed up until like 8am just <laughs> uh, doing karaoke to David Bowie. And he said awesome. his daughter, daughter picked him up and she was like, he was like wasted. And stuff. She's <laughs> like, what? It's so great. It's Olivia so Colman very... is also A, amazing. B, oh. incredibly talented. C, oh. completely fucking mental. I don't oh. know if you've ever seen interviews with her on like um, Norton, Graham Norton or anything like yes. that. She is off her rocker. Isn't she the best? Though? She's like, the but best. it's not it's not necessarily mental. She's just so relatable. Like yeah, she's but so she's, like she's ditzy. Weird. She's weird. ditzy like, in a way that's like uh, forgetfulness plus like yeah. Just she's like, like she's like she's you, art you, brainy, you know that you, brainy kind of like creates crazy kind of person. Everyone's kind of got a, a friend like Olivia Coleman. Yeah, um, uh, that's why I think she's, she's so related. Like she's not she's not affected by totally whatever. Yeah. She's not like, like her, you when you become famous. Hundred percent. I'm I'm like I'm opening up a bar <laughs> and I'm going. I'm not talking to anyone. I'm certainly not doing this podcast. Wow. Fuck, okay. fuck the podcast. Okay, you heard it here first. Yeah. You better hope I don't get famous, man. <laughs> I've hoped that for years, but just for <laughs> both your sake and everyone else around you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, what do you got? What okay. You got I've got me? a tiny little um, uh, sort of intellectual exercise slash game for you. Um, oh. So there was a tweet that went around uh, the internet the other day, um, which I found really interesting and revealing. Um, someone commented that it is important to say... Which type of animal feces you mean? And then enumerates them. Bullshit is not true or lies. Dog shit, poor or low quality. Bat shit is illogical or crazy. Ape shit, frighteningly aggressive. Horse shit, unfair. Chicken shit, cowardly, right? We have all these different euphemisms. Very interesting. They all have different animalistic qualities. They all have different purposes. And I had never really thought that through, that we have Mm. a full menagerie, a full zoo full of shits for different uses. And the thing that stood out to me was the fact that there's actually a huge opportunity here to get some more shits in the lexicon. Yes. So I don't know if uh, I've got a few suggestions here of animals and i wonder if together or maybe just you want to throw some ideas out for what this kind of meaning or or flavor could be and we'll see what might stick i love this i love this let's go okay i want to start here with rat shit rat shit rat shit i feel i my inclination is to say that that's like kind of it sounds like bat shit so rat shit to me sounds like crazy but do you think rats are crazy or are bats crazy? Well, I think they're a little bit more like flappy around. You know, like they're doing they're doing air <laughs> they're stuff. A bit more flappy around. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Oh, well, um, okay. Um, rat shit. I think like rat shit's like a like dirty. Like you're like a traitor. 
or something. Oh, yeah, okay. That's cool. Like rats fleeing a sinking ship. You've done me like dirty. Sort of you've traitors. done me dirty. Oh, that's yeah, good. Like, like yeah. you're Judas or something. I was also thinking it could be kind of a stinginess. Oh. Like a really sort of like, sort of like if you rat fuck, you know, there's, there's a certain kind of like meanness to it. So if like, if that's rat shit, that means like maybe that's so tight. Why didn't they just like split the bill? You know, like that's rat shit. Sure. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's good. You're, that's rat shit. Yeah. I can imagine myself saying this. Okay, good. I okay. might, I might start to. So we've got a couple of options there. Um, yeah. Okay. Frog shit. <laughs> that's not going to catch on. Well, dog shit caught on. So there's a rhyme thing here. We already know the flavor works, but do you frog, think- frog, dog. Yep. Frog shit. Frog shit. But the frog shit. I don't know. I don't think they shit. That's the issue. I don't know. Like they, they just, they just d- dispose of pellets or something. Mm. I mean, they have to shit. They have to shit somehow. But I imagine it's just like, what? Is, I should know. I work in a zoo. Well, yes. But um, I don't know. I feel like they're just like small little pellets. I feel that... like it's like they almost like shit in water. And it just kind of like floats away. Yeah. I don't know. They're amphibious, though, so yeah. they don't always shit in water. Yeah. Frog shit. What about um, what about squid shit? That is so weird. I have that on my list. No. I do. You don't. I do. I have squid shit wow. on my list. Squid shit. I like squid shit because squid is such a weird word. Yeah. It's like squid. Squid shit. It's, it's, hu- it's, it sounds it's like so- fun to say. Yes, it is. And I it's think like, that's important for a swear word to to catch on. It's very, um, the word itself is very audibly like descriptive, like squid. Yeah, squid, squid. shit. It's got an onomatopoeic quality. Yes, that's what I was thinking of. Squid shit. Okay, what does squid shit communicate? Okay, though? I think it's like squid is like kind of like, Oh, I know what it is. It's like unreliable. Unreliable. Yeah, he's he's squid shit. Okay, like he, he he's, never shows he's up never on time. He's so oh, that's squid yeah. shit. Yeah, I think it's like very fluid, very like loose. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, I'm gonna write these down before I start to remember, <laughs> uh, start to forget. Um, rat shit. We what was yours as well? Like traitorous. Like yeah, traitorous or untrustworthy. Um untrustworthy and i think mine for that was uh stingy or tight with money or yeah tight with money or cheap yeah frog shit we didn't have any hits on yeah i don't know about frog shit um squid shit unreliable i feel like that i feel like that's got a chance yeah okay um i have another one here i have Crochet. Mm-hmm. I was trying to, you know, we've gone chicken shit. It's very specific though. It's yeah. like bird shit. But it's though, not, you never just say like a genus though, right? Okay, if you had to pick another eagle shit. You know, I actually just saw two crows sharing a margarita pizza before. Wow. Yeah, they were eating the crust. Um, it's pro- was it's it probable- a um, lady in the tramp but- kind of situation? No, but I thought it was it was like out of a bin, obviously. But they were I, they were just eating the crust, uh-huh. and I thought it was interesting because 
they weren't like fighting over it. They were just like, there's enough for all of us. Just like, hey, there's pizza here and we're we're eating it. And they're like, well, this is this is a great afternoon for us as crows. (laughs) Yeah, this has worked out well. Yeah. Um, what'd you say? Eagle shit. No, it's got too many syllables. It needs to be chicken shit. One syllable is less syllable. Oh, the same number of syllables. I feel like eagle shit is. It's longer. Parrot for shit? Some re- for no reason. Parrot shit. Parrot shit. Everyone likes parrots, though. Well, that I mean, some of these could be compliments. You know, it could be a compliment. Like, if something looks when like... Is it? If someone says, oh, it? that looks like hot shit, like that, like, you look like hot shit, that's a compliment. Yes, but hot is also an adjective there. Sure. Like, and so why can't crow be the adjective? <laughs> Crow's not an adjective. Well, it could be. <laughs> that's the whole point we're inventing new phrasings okay 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 pick know. another bird here well, you know if you can't do chicken um, shit, turkey shit now everyone hates turkeys i think on some level because <laughs> of their repulsive look i hate turkeys oh your sister just messaged me i told you um turkey shit yeah, but turkey in itself is like has a it has a flavor already. But also, so do rats. Like you're a rat. That's like the whole rats point. You've yeah, dubbed on. We're personifying, anthropomorphizing. Yeah. What about like um? What about whale shit? That is so weird. It's on my list as well. No, it is. Yeah, we are the same person. Yeah, whale shit. Because I was shit. thinking, like a like a huge disaster. Like yeah. I was looking for a different like if that's whale shit that's like a fucking that's that's a euphemism in the way of like a um a clusterfuck right like that's up there for like a massive you know problem yeah that's a, uh, that's whale shit there's that and there's also maybe like thinking that you're f- kind of like full of a lot of um uh nonsense like there's a lot of okay like like, 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 like it's a big belly but it's empty. As in, you think it's sort of like a, you're up yourself kind of thing, no, like a bloated like, thing, or you mean like it's hot, an emptiness? Hot air. Hot air. Like yeah. Hot air. Okay. So, em- empty. Sorry, what are you writing this down for? Are you I'm writing sub- a novel? I'm submitting it to the, <laughs> the newspaper. Letters to really? the editor. I'm not. No, not. I'm not. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm just writing. <laughs> just writing. <it> <laughs> Um, I have uh, I have two more here. I got snake shit, which I think has snake a real musicality. Snake shit, yeah. It's got it flows. It flows, yeah. much like a snake. Yeah. Snake shit. What about monkey shit? Uh huh. Bonobo shit. shit. Very specific. Yeah. <laughs> Gorilla shit. That's got a flavor. It's it's that's. It's, three syllables before we even get to the shit I, well that's my finale i do have a three syllable finale that i'd like to prepare for you all right a- alpaca shit <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it and here's Al- here's my thinking shit. here because inside alpaca you got the packer mm. and i feel like a pack of shit it's already this thing it's already got a vibe there 100 percent. so you're just adding al to it yeah and that's it's how pack like, of shit. It's, and it's it sort all, of emphasized yeah, the shit a little bit more in that one. Yes, because of the packer. Yeah. It's all it's almost like packer shit is yeah. like it's like one word already because yeah. of the vowels. Yeah. So I think that works beautifully. 
Yeah. Okay. Alpaca shit. That's alpaca shit. Alpaca shit. That's alpaca shit. Yeah. No, I love alpaca shit. But what does it mean? Yeah, that's the unfortunate thing because they they don't have huge defining qualities. <laughs> the alpaca. What about that one's just general? <laughs> just general. <laughs> <laughs> that's the co- most cop out way to <laughs> to end this. That just one everything. can just be used, however. <laughs> <laughs>